Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco, all proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the best of the herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it is a Wednesday and there is breaking news. Although we saw it coming live in Los Angeles, it's the herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. A lot of times in our business, we can see the story coming. You can see it coming. Today is one of those days. It's official. Jets didn't want it, but they're on hard knocks. HBO choosing the New York Jets. J-Mac, thoughts on that? I'm nervous. (laughs) First six weeks schedule is brutal. Now you get the hard knocks cameras following the team around. Don't love it, Colin. I'll just say don't love it for the Jets. Anybody notice HBO for years has had hard knocks? Netflix now has a new series, docu-series, quarterbacks. So as Netflix announces theirs, hard knocks wants to, HBO wants to up them. And you know what they're looking for in this series in hard knocks. They want to be more interesting than Netflix. They're looking for juice and gossip and rumors and inflammation. So the ABCDs of this move. A, Jets are the most interesting team now because of Rodgers. B, Aaron sort of likes to control narratives. Won't be able to here. He can be prickly. C, the Jets did not want this. How do I know? Here's head coach Robert Sala in June discussing it. I haven't gotten word or anything like that. I, 
I know for I know there's several teams that would uh, love for hard, hard knocks to be in their building. We're just not one of them. So. <laughs> and D, teams that are on it don't have a great track record of winning. The last 14 teams on hard knocks have one playoff win. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Yeah. It is, though, just another drip, drip, drip that would concern me. First of all, it's a very young offensive team. Aging, prickly quarterback who doesn't want to get hit, and the weakness of the team is the offensive line. A defensive coach with a losing record on the hot seat. An impulsive owner. The division's never been better. The conference, the AFC's never been better. The Jets have the longest NFL playoff drought, so there's no real recent momentum or history on their side. And the New York media is probably a tad overrated, but they can certainly amplify turbulence. It's great for the NFL. It's great for us. It's great for this show. Eh, I don't think it's great for the New York Jets. Not the end of the world. But I will say this. The downside to being a quarterback with an opinion on vaccines and opinions on media and wanting his own voice, being viewed as polarizing and building his brand. That's why the Jets got it. That's exactly why the Jets got it. Mr. Bon Vivant, darkness retreat, pushing back on the Packers. Robert Sala didn't want it. You get Aaron Rodgers, this is what you get. That's the downside to being Mr. Personality, Mr. Vaccine. I didn't matter if he, I don't disagree with everything Aaron Rodgers has said about politics or vaccines. But when you become Mr. Polarizing, you're noisy in the offseason. You want to tell us where you go in the offseason? Condescendingly, snarkily, sort of take jabs at lots of people. This is what HBO wants. And now with Netflix in the game, can't wait to watch that Netflix series, you know they're looking for juice and heaters and gossip. <laughs> you know they are. Quinn and Williams, possible holdout. Star running back off an injury. What if it's not right? Owner's going to want his face in the series. He'll probably be around the facility and downstairs more than usual. Sala's going to try to hide, but he can't because he's a good-looking guy. They'll want him on there, too. A couple of good-looking guys. Let's get them on. Let's get some hot sauce on this thing. Here comes Netflix. We're HBO fighting for our lives in the streaming world. <laughs> One playoff win last 14 teams. I'm almost certain it's a coincidence. So Kenny Smith uh, doing summer league stuff, and he was talking about um, Wemby. You know, a guy's going to be good when he's got a nickname, hasn't even played a game in any sport. Uh, Wemby hasn't played an NBA game. And Kenny Smith said this about the emerging ascending star. I'm going to go a little further. In year four, he'll be the MVP of the league. Whoa! Ooh, watch out now. Nah, I can't <laughs> go that far. In four years. He will know the league. There will be no LeBron James. Right. There will be no Steph Curry. There will be no Kevin Durant at their heights. Hmm. So, um... Here's my prediction in four years. In fact, we're seeing it now. Our domestic players from our systems, G League, college, wherever, will be the most popular and sell the most shoes. European players will dominate our league and win the titles. This last draft is a prime example. 
Wemby is mature and layered and will make an immediate impact on the defensive end and probably will be very good offensively too. Scoot Henderson will be more dynamic, more talked about many nights, but he can't shoot. Because the European basketball system, I know it hurts, is better than ours. They value development. We value popularity and rushing you to the NBA. In, in Europe, their system is we. In America, our system is me. We're looking for likes. Our guys will get richer. Nike will love them. Their guys will win. Europe's best players, best young players, are now the world's best young players. Their guys will have titles. Our guys will have clout. And that's the way it's going to work. If you ask me today, pick four players under 30, you'd build your franchise around. Four for four Europeans. Luka, Giannis, Jokic, and Wemby. Four, four, four. Those would be the guys under 30 I'd build around. I'm not saying I don't like Jason Tatum. I'm not saying Trey Young doesn't have talent. I'm not saying that. Those would be the four guys under 30 I would build around today. The European system asks their young players to play against men at an earlier age. Beats them up, toughens them up, layers them up. So they come in more mature, hardened, and ready to roll. It used to be that when Europeans came to the States, they were often soft or developmental players. Now Luca walks in game one, 21-8-6. By year two, he may be the best peer scorer in the league. Wemby will walk in year one and be a disruptor day one defensively. Year two, he'll add 27 a game. That's the reality of it. 15 years ago, we got their guys who were developmental. Now they come in and score and defend immediately. No more of that stuff. I used to think they were too soft in Europe. Now I think our players are too distracted. That's what IG does. That's what it does. Our players now increasingly, Zion, John Morant, great players, distracted. Their players, more mature, more skilled, have played against older players, not about popular. It's about getting good, skilled, and titles. So I think Kenny Smith is right on. I'm not sure if it'll take four years. It'll probably take at least three. But again, if I had to build around four guys in the NBA today, under 30, I don't think I'm wrong. You can argue for Tatum. I would take Wemby, Jokic, Luka, and Giannis. And I think even J-Mac agrees with that. Nick Wright yesterday on the outlook, his only concern about Victor Wembanyama. He will instantly be a top flight defensive player. And I think offensively, it will be a lot of what we saw this weekend, meaning a night where he looks out of his depth, gets pushed around. The tricky thing will be this. He does not yet have a good jump shot. He has a good looking jump shot, but he does not have a good jump shot. Until he develops that, his easiest buckets are going to be coming at the basket. My concern with Wimby is the same it's been for the last three months, which is a decade into his career, he could be a one-time league MVP, a one-time champion, and already a Hall of Famer, and people will be like, well, that was disappointing. Kenny Smith, MVP in four years. 
Jokic should have just won his third straight. Instead, it was Embiid, another player, foreign-born. I'm all for it. I think it's great. I love the skilled players. They come in. They're ready to play. They're ready to work hard. The head is down. They don't really care about shoe deals. I mean, all those kids probably care a little bit, but they don't feel distracted. I think our players are dynamic and fun. I love watching them play. I can't wait to watch Scoot. But if you're asking me today who's going to win the next six titles, I'll take a Luka team, a Wemby team, a Giannis team, a Jokic team to win a majority, if not all of them. The Luka thing they got to figure out. But he is a remarkable all-time offensive talent. All right, J-Mac. So um, you know HBO wants some sizzle in this uh, hard knock show. Wait, can I go back to your uh, top four guys to build around? Yeah, Mm. I I just want to make sure the audience saw what I did, right? Sports, we do it well. We do a lot of top five lists, Colin. You see how he made this list four and excluded Jason Tatum. I felt like it was on purpose. Like well, Tatum should be in that group. Now I would agree he's not better to build around than those four. But why didn't why don't you just do five and add Tatum? I wanted to simplify it for the audience. <laughs> I thought four was an you know, Mount Rushmore's got four. It's a great point. Yeah. Also, uh, all those guys I believe are what six Lucas, what, six, eight, six, nine? Well, it's a they're all large. No, no small guards there to build around. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's, it has been historically, outside of Steph Curry, maybe Isaiah Thomas, championships go through bigger players. Jordan was 6'6". Well, again, wings and, and bigs. He was also one of the more yeah. vertical players. He played above the rim. So, yeah, I mean, that's not... But I'm, I don't think that's inaccurate. No, I would say... Jason you're, you're Tatum could certainly be a five. I'm not saying our domestic players aren't fun, but I feel like they're a bit distracted. These guys come in. They just don't care about anything other than getting good, getting fast, and winning. I think in the macro sense, there's something to international player uh, playing overseas against mature grown men and are the American basketball players you know, falling behind a little bit. Yeah, I think our culture, our basketball culture, as Steve Kerr has acknowledged, is highly flawed. It's about popularity. It's about getting people conjoined with them and... I mean, it's it's all about shoes, and uh, it's about, I mean, seriously, Zion, his first year, all we cared about was an exploding shoe and his dunks on the internet. International players, we're talking about Jokic being the best passing center of all time. Mm-hmm. And by the way, this stuff is cyclical. Yeah. It can ebb and flow, but I do feel like the European system toughens them up. They used to be known as kind of softer players. Now they come in hardened. Uh, focused. I mean, distraction is bad in sports. I don't care if it's golf. I, I don't care what it is. Distra- There's enough pressure on all these kids. Distractions are bad. Yeah. Their players are not distracted. They win, and often, Jokic, I'm going back home. Remember I'll see Wemben you guys Yaman, in three and a half months. Wemben Yamana's first summer league game, his pocket passing. Passing was great. You look at the Brandon Miller highlights from last night. Oh, he scored 26 points. It's almost all ISO basketball, one-on-one, like going to the basket, drawing. It's... It's just a different brand than these international players have. Yeah, and the league can certainly handle both. Certainly. But I think you're seeing, you are seeing a sea change in the NBA. I'm here for it. First of all, I complained for six, seven years, I kept saying this. Can we do something besides shoot threes? Like, I was tired of 53s. I like bigs. I grew up with Walton. I grew up with Wilt, Kareem, Lanier. Like, I like bigs. I like that element to the game. I like block shots. I, I love that stuff. Now, now, Jokic is a different player, but when I covered Sabonis, 
fat, he and Shaq, those were fascinating battles. I don't want a league of, Bob Costas talked about this. Do we want a league of just coming down and jacking up threes? No, it's not as aesthetically, I think threes are fun. But I also think a big size rim protection, you know, I think that stuff's great too. Well, we're looking at the analytics in baseball. How many times did they mention exit velocity during the All-Star game? Uh, that was kind of stunning to me. Now in the NBA, it's a math equation. Can you make threes? Can you make layups? Or Forget dunks. about the mid-range. Or yeah. dunks. Yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it. Five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. So the All-Star game last night, Seattle was predictably stunning and beautiful. Uh, The National League finally had a little bit of a team. People complained about uniforms. I do prefer the uh, home team unis, always have. Be that as it may, the story for the All-Star game and the All-Star weekend is what in the world should the Angels do about Shohei Otani? He is the best player in baseball. He's the most talented baseball player ever. It's not worth arguing. He's an ace on the mound. He runs as well as anybody, and he hits for power. He is everything. He leads in most power stats. Would have started in the All-Star game. He didn't have a tiny blister. Uh, The bottom line, though, is the Angels have him and are not relevant and haven't had a 500 season with him. And at the end of this year, Somebody else can buy him for $700 million. The Angels believe they've got a shot to keep him because they kept Mike Trout despite not winning much. But Shohei Otani is globally relevant. Mike Trout's barely relevant in Southern California. Baseball seamheads know him, but in Los Angeles, nobody sees him. He's down in OC. Great player, though. Great kid. And so the Angels, in my lifetime, have only been relevant when they win. They're not winning with Shohei Otani 
or Mike Trout and Mike Trout. So Alex Rodriguez sees it the way I do. Move him. I think this needs a, a serious, serious situation and a bold move. I think the Angels, KB, win a world championship in five years if they do this. First, you trade Otani. Then you trade Trout. And you try to get five or six players, load up with first-rounders, and the next thing that you have to do is bring in a guy like Theo Epstein, give him ownership, and let him run the shop. So the Angels are desperately seeking relevance. I'm not sure if they're desperately seeking wins because they don't win much, but they're seeking relevance. It's why they change their name. It's why they make a lot of decisions based on business, not necessarily winning. So in basketball, you can be relevant and not win. Mello, Dame, um, Luca, you can be culturally relevant. You can be what they call a star. You can have a personality, a shoe line. You don't have to like win to be relevant in the NBA. A lot of my great players in my lifetime have not been big winners. As great as Wilt Chamberlain was, new documentary out about him, he wasn't a big winner. He was just interesting. Um, but Bryce Harper, baseball is different. Bryce Harper, as big a star as baseball had for about six, seven years, losing teams when he's on them, nobody talks about him. So the Angels are trying to be relevant. Well, they're not with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And they're not because they're not winning. And the only way to break through for the Angels, you got the Dodgers 45 minutes up north. You got the Padres increasingly in interesting and star-studded. An hour and a half down south, you're stuck in the middle. And you're not relevant with Otani or Trout. That's because in, it, it, you thought it was hard years ago. It's harder now. And so the only way to be relevant and the only time in my life the Angels have been relevant has not been when they've had stars. They've had stars all the time. It's when they've been winning. The year they won the World Series title, like 20 years ago, they were relevant. So you got to rip the Band-Aid off, and it hurts when you rip the Band-Aid off. But this is an organization that wants to be relevant. Dodgers North, Padres, Distracted Market, Beach, Mountains, they want to be relevant. They're not. With Otani, with Trout, they're not relevant. But they would be if they got six picks and four players and within three years had a star-studded team. Stars in Los Angeles are just part of it. There's stars everywhere. You can go out to lunch. I did yesterday. I saw a star. Winning is what makes it work. USC's always had good football players. Last year they won. People showed up. It's not just about stars in Los Angeles. Kawhi, Paul George are stars. Are you winning? That's why LeBron is popular still here. Bubble championship, Western Conference Finals. You got to win in a city with stars everywhere. We do this all the time. We'll list how many stars there are in Los Angeles. I mean, you get down to Aaron Donald, and he's probably the 14th most popular. He's the best defensive lineman in 15 years, maybe the best ever. There's stars everywhere. Movie stars, TV stars, sports stars, <laughs> YouTube stars. That's not going to get relevance here. You got to win. You got to win. And the only way for the Angels to win is to move their two best players, get six, seven players, seven, eight draft picks, whatever you get. Then, like 20 years ago with a title, you'll be relevant, which is really what the Angels want to be. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Of all the topics I ever do, there is one that separates my youngest viewers and listeners 
from my older viewers and listeners. There's this one topic, and the young people always line up on one side, and I mean young is 35 and younger, and the older people, often married kids, businesses, older, perspective, been around a while, line up on the other. And here's the topic. Whenever there's a young quarterback coming into the NFL with a lot of personality, noisy, cocky, I'm like, it's not going to work. I said it with Baker. I said it with Jameis. I said it with Johnny Manziel. I had my issues with Cam. I'm like, you got to put out fires, not start them. The young people always defend. Have some fun, old guy. Come on, old head. And I'm right every time. Older audience that I have on radio or TV is like, yeah, you're right. Why would that be? Because older people have had kids and they've watched kids, their kids, others' kids. If you're starting fires and not putting them out, it won't end well. That's why very early in Dak Prescott's career, I said, I don't really see the talent, but that kid's grown up. Like, he's got intangibles. He's got a vanity-driven owner. It's the biggest franchise in America. He's got Zeke doing silly stuff. And uh, Des, <coughs> Des Bryant's got all sorts of turbulence. And Dak just handled it. Dak's not the most talented guy. Total grown-up. A++++ leader. Great intangibles. Decent talent. So, quarterbacks are not making $45 million a year just to complete passes. And the young people that watch and listen to my show think that's all it is. They think that's all it is. You got Patrick Mahomes dealing with pressure. He's got a distracting brother. They've rebuilt the O-line. They've re rebuilt the D-line. Every year, Mahomes' EQ, along with his IQ, are through the roof. He's a soothing, calming presence. Dak Prescott, soothing, calming presence. Trevor Lawrence, even with the Urban Meyer stuff, will be okay. A soothing, calming presence. You ain't making that lettuce because you can throw nine-yard curls or drag routes. You got to have a grown-up. So to this point in his career, you got to put out fires. Can't start him. I said that about Baker Mayfield. He would take a little ember at practice, go to the dais, press conference, call it the medical staff. Now you got a forest fire. And all you under 35 couldn't see the Oklahoma ego. You couldn't see it. You clung to, th I'm right. No, you're not. It's not going to work. Jalen Hurts, disruptions, soothing presence. So Josh Allen's fascinating. So far in his career, it's been great. He needed a big receiver. They got him one. He's got a stable coach, excellent owner, sharp GM. Media's not hounding him. Great story, small-town kid, everybody rooting for him. Now we're going to see if he's Mahomes. Now it's going to get difficult. Stephon Diggs, really good. But with Kirk Cousins in about year three or four, he got noisy. Not a bad guy, just got noisy. Now he's noisy. Now the team is clearly building up tight end, O-line, running back depth. So Jay Cutler was too ambivalent. I didn't like it. Cam Newton too much into Cam. Aaron can be prickly. Leadership wins these Super Bowls too. Brady invited Crazy AB into his house. Dak Prescott, always a soothing presence for the Cowboys. To this point, Josh Allen's talented. This is going to be the test. Because it would be very easy 
with Mahomes' brother, rebuild O-line, all the pressure, all the money, 30 endorsements. Be very easy for him to unravel and get in his head. But you can tell Mahomes has a good mom and dad. You can tell he's got a high EQ, a high IQ. He can handle all of it. It's not easy. Adam Silver talks about it all the time. My players are miserable. Mahomes never looks miserable. And he's got all sorts of distractions. Dak's got all sorts of distractions. He's winning 10-plus games a year. So I think there's a lot. This is a very interesting year for Josh Allen because a lot of guys in this league, they're just talented. Now it's the neck now because you're going to get real turbulence. Can he land the plane? Because it's going to get really bumpy. And the organization, I mean, you saw camp. You saw the theatrics last year. It's not going away. We talked about it yesterday. Once the receiver quarterback thing goes a little south, hard to get it north. Can't unsour milk. Doesn't work that way. So I'm excited for it. So I, um, you know, I saw this, this, this uh, Bryce Young. And, and, and if I recall, J-Mac is not as high on Bryce Young as I am. He's the quarterback from Alabama uh, that is now going to start for Carolina. So I think Carolina is going to be a wild card team. They're my what are you talking about team. Uh, everybody's got to take a big swing. Carolina is my big swing. I like their defense. I love their coaching staff. I think they've got some interesting receivers, mostly two and threes, uh, but they ran the ball okay last year, and I think Bryce Young's good. But here's the thing. Because Alabama and Nick Saban is really about 90% NFL franchise already, their weight training, their nutrition, their coaching, their film study, Nick's been to the NFL, knows the NFL. Alabama, they squeeze all the talent out of the players. So when you get an Alabama player, you kind of know the ceiling. You kind of know what they have. You kind of know what you're going to get. If you go to Mac Jones and Tua, the first thing we saw, we kind of saw what they were. Now, obviously, Tua is better now with an offensive coach that loves him or likes him than a defensive coach, Brian Flores, who didn't like him. But if you go to rookie Mac Jones... 10 and 7. Go look at Mac Jones' rookie years. Rookie year. 67% completion. Passer rating, low 90s. 10 and 7. That's what he is. If you go to Tua's first year, you think it was bad. No, it wasn't. 2 to 1 touchdown interception ratio. Passer rating, high 80s. 64% completion percentage. 1 2 games for every loss. Now, the passer rating will go up because he's got an offensive coach, not a defensive coach. But I think you saw with both rookie year, it's kind of what they are. Lower ceiling, not great off script, can move in the pocket, accurate throwers, some leadership abilities. And I think that's what you're going to see with Bryce Young. He's not going to add 40 pounds, not going to develop a rocket arm. He's never going to be super twitchy and wildly athletic, though he moves pretty well. I think you're going to see year one kind of what he is. Now, I think Mac Jones with better receivers, his passer rating would go up. Tua with an offensive coach, Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. His passer rating goes up. But I thought very early you saw exactly what Tua was, and very early rookie year you saw what Mac was because I think Alabama's program is so good that it squeezes the talent from the players. They don't leave a lot. They don't leave a lot of juice left. You get all of it. Now some players just develop. Quinnen Williams was a great college lineman. Took him a few years. Now he's a great defensive lineman. But there was a reason he was a first-round pick to the Jets. Like, I'm not saying guys can't get better, but at quarterback, Tua, Mack, and Bryce, I think you're going to see in the first 10 games kind of what they are. Here's a defensive tackle Grady Jarrett for the Panthers on Bryce Young's size. 
I don't know either, you know, because I'm a quote unquote smaller defensive tackle, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So um, I think they, he, the man was drafted number one for a reason, you know? And uh, I think we all going to find out, I mean, a while over time. And uh, so you got to give him his, you know, his due credit to, you know, prove it otherwise. So it is what it is. Got to prepare for him. Uh, Falcons, not Panthers. So, and by the way, he's a great player, undersized, but a great defensive tackle. So uh, I, I, a lot of people, you know, they don't know about Bryce Young, but there is a reason that Carolina and Frank Reich, who has a history of being very good with quarterbacks, there's a reason they gave up DJ Moore and all those picks to go to number one. Because they looked at the film and they felt watching that film, they knew what they had. I still have questions about C.J. Stroud. People had questions about Justin Herbert. Tua, Mac Jones, Bryce Young, I, I kind of know what we're going to get. And I think it's going to be about a 65% completion percentage. He's going to go 8-9 and nine or 9-8. Nine and eight, Some of that dependent on what's around him. Uh, he'll be a, a, a product of what's around him. He's not going to be a superpower and, and, and steer something that doesn't have a lot of talent. As accurate and talented as Tua is, He's a lot better with an offensive coach and better weapons. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 82-game preseason is in the books. It's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD. New customers bet five and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 200. That's code heard only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Yahoo, they listed all the first-year college football coaches with the most approved. I don't agree with their premise that Deion Sanders at Colorado has the most approved. It's a bad football program, uh, and if the guy can just make him interesting, I think he's hit a home run. I don't think he's going to make him good in the near future. I think he's going to make him interesting. His kid's a really good quarterback. Uh, and I was I went this morning. I didn't think initially it was a he had no connection to the Pac-12 or the West. I thought it was such a weird fit. And then I I remember that weekend I'm like calling friends. I'm like Dion at Colorado. And then you see him with a cowboy hat. And I'm like you know what he's going to get attention. And I went back to the last ten big college football hires. Uh, some old, some young. Here are the last 10 biggies. Lincoln Riley, Brian Kelly, Steve Sarkeesian, Jimbo Fisher, Chip Kelly, Lane Kiffin, Jim Harbaugh, Mac Brown. They're all successful. Now, varying degrees of successful. Obviously, Sark is a little on the hot seat this year. But all of those have recruited very, very well. Why? Because recruiting is about getting attention and creating momentum. And Deion Sanders gets attention, and he's going to create momentum. So it's been noisy, it's been different, but college football is not the NFL. It's not. NFL margins are very tight. The worst team in the league, Houston, can play Kansas City, and they go to overtime. In college football, you need players. It's about personality. It's about the coach. So I I don't think Deion Sanders has any pressure at all. It has been historically a football program without many wins. I mean, they have not won a bowl game in 18 years. I don't think there's any pressure on Deion Sanders. I think if he makes him interesting, we talk, by the way, Fox has their first two games on TV, which is really smart because I don't think they're a good team and the story will kind of fall apart eventually year one. But I think in the first two weeks, I'll be watching. I want to see what it looks like. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. The voice of Fox Soccer, Alexi Lawless. Women's World Cup this summer. Tonight, the semifinals, CONCACAF. It is Panama, USA. We have crushed them most of my life. Uh, There was a recent (laughs) loss uh, in memory that still uh, stings. Coverage tonight, 7 Eastern on uh, FS1. So I was telling J-Mac, I don't remember a time in my life. There'd be players. There'd be there'd be uh, Dempsey, you, Donovan. There'd be a goalie. There'd be individual players. I never thought we had a lot of depth. I see our speed. This is a second team unit. Mm-hmm. Speed, depth of scoring, skill. Are my eyes deceiving me? My father was an optometrist. I've got strong <laughs> eyes. This looks like a deep, swift, skillful unit. Well, trust your eyes. And this is a good thing. I don't know how you spin it into anything but a good thing. To your point, put a name, attach a, a letter to it, A, B, C, team, whatever you want. This is the United States men's national team. This is representing the United States. And this is a group of players, to your point, uh, many of them, because of the way the schedule ho- works, are, are players from MLS. Many of them are less experienced and younger. And yet there is still the expectation that they defend the championship, defend this title when it comes to the Gold Cup. Uh, they had uh, an, a really fun and entertaining game against Canada to yeah. get to this point. Now they got to take care of Panama. They get through that. They get to the, go to the final and play uh, potentially Mexico in the final. But to your point, this is creating depth. 
And this is all about 2026 and the World Cup that's yep. coming. And so the ability to have players, not only that are getting the experience uh, playing for the national team, but in a tournament setting, I think it's incredibly valuable. And there will be players that you are watching in this tournament that do matriculate or continue on with the full national so team. So when I heard that Christian Pulisic, who's not in this, yep. shouldn't be, they're building depth. He doesn't need to be here. Uh, he would be the best player in the CONCACAF if he was here. He is now transferring from Chelsea to uh, AC Milan. AC Milan, now, yep. it's, not it's official. As, it's not as physical as the English Premier League. So to me, I looked at it. Uh, he won't get banged up. It'll be less physical. He'll probably be more productive. I see it as a win-win. How do you view it? Well, he's going to, you know, one of the storied uh, clubs in the world, and this is a we're, we're in the midst of kind of a renaissance of Italian soccer in Serie A, and that's a, that's a good thing because he's going to a place where there's a whole lot more attention. To your point, the style of game I think really suits him. I think he's coming in not just as a nice to have, but as a player that they want to start. The big question always with, always with Christian is, can he stay healthy? Because right. if he if he does, and if he is healthy, I think he can get a consistent amount of games and really be an influential player for AC Milan and in that Italian country and culture. And yeah. it's a wonderful no, no experience. Now he's gone from Germany to England and now Italy, playing for some very, very big clubs. And we have multiple players. Uh, Gio Reyna, again, yep. uh, an elite player for us. He's not going to play in this CONCACAF. As you said, this is sort of a way for our young players to get in this region we can win a lot of these matchups without our top guys. Our top guys are overseas. The Gio Reyna situation, a dad involved, Greg Berhalter involved. <laughs> Where are we now? He's on the beach probably waiting to go yeah. back to... Uh, Borussia Dortmund in yeah, yeah. Uh, in Germany for now, unless a, unless a transfer were to happen. But like 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 him, a lot of players uh, that play in Europe have the summer off, and so there are these two tournaments. Yeah. There's only a couple of holdovers, including by the way Matt Turner, who has continued on he from the Nations a League. Star He's awesome. He is just a wonderful goalkeeper, wonderful person, and just an incredible representative of what I feel is the greatest country in the world. And to have him in goal when it comes to Gio Reyna and others, look, there are going to be games, and as I get as I said, this is about 2026. And and that whole drama and ridiculousness off the field. It, it, you can't just forget about it. And Greg Berhalter, when he does come back, he's been the name of the head coach, when he does come back to the team, is going to have to deal with that behind the scenes and make sure that he is getting the best out of all players and kind of figure out and you know have a come-to-Jesus type of moment where he talks with Gio Reyna and figures out how that relationship and that dynamic works going forward. Well, basketball and international soccer uh, is very star-driven. There are no great teams without great drama yep. it literally i mean i'm sure you could go to some swiss team they're neutral they all like each other but mostly if you go to italy and france and america we have had these dramas in basketball and soccer because they're star driven and it's okay hey it keeps us employed, let's be honest, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's incredible content generation, and we talk about it, and it is as interesting and titillating, to your point, as what happens on the field. But this is this is what sports are, and this is what sports entertainment is. And the stories of the players and the stories of the players behind the scenes are as important and yeah. as interesting as anything else. Okay, Messi goes to Miami. Yep. They've not been a good club. We know that, but he is... Um, you know, when guys come over here, uh, they're well compensated. They usually are past their peak. How close to his peak is he? I mean, six months ago, he won a World Cup, so <laughs> he's, not, he's not too shabby. The interesting thing that, that I see is what is Messi going to look like in the context of a league that has manufactured parity, in, in the context of a team that is not the greatest. That's all he has played for is the best teams in the best leagues in the world. And you say manufactured parity yeah. because our leagues... be. be 
either uh, salary caps, salary or caps, single entity, all of that. It's yeah. not. So he's playing for Miami, but Miami isn't. By the way, even within that parity, Miami is a bad team. So how is he going to look playing for this team? Now they're going to do everything and move Helen, everything Helen Highwater to try to give him the players around him to make him good right now. But it's really going to be interesting. This is arguably the greatest player ever to play the game, who is going to not just a mediocre, but right now a poor team in terms of Inter Miami. I like how you say that. We manufacture parity. We try to do it in our sports, but the truth is, globally, the greatest players win the most games and the most championships. But there's a disparity, too. You have the haves and the have-nots, well, the, the super clubs, and then everybody else well, yeah, in soccer, around the world. Yeah, I mean, you go to the English Premier League, yeah, sure. French League. You go so it's to a different the, way of doing things. Yep. Okay, German League's got two clubs that have dominated almost for 100 yep. years. Some people dig that. You know, I yeah. like the parity. Okay. I like that when I wake up and I'm a fan of an MLS team, I could have been the worst team last year, but the potential there for me, the champion, exists when I wake up and that new season arrives. Okay, Women's World Cup yep. kicks off July 20th. 21st, Megan Rapino just retired. Legacy all-time in women's soccer. I view Mia Hamm as here, everybody else levels below, but she culturally was different. I, I don't know if she's a top 10 player, but she felt to me big. Megan Rapino has transcended the game. She is bigger than the sport of soccer. And while, you know, from a, you know, the, the, the opinions and the stances, sometimes the literal stances that she has, I fundamentally disagree with as a player, I want her on the field because she is a badass. She is fearless uh, in the things that she does and says off the field. And on the field, for a number of years, she has continued to deliver. And she has won. The platform that she has uh, has, has come from soccer. And I will fight to my dying breath for her to have the freedom to be able to express these opinions, even though I don't necessarily agree with, uh, with all of them. When it comes to ranking her as to where she stands, she's going to go into this World Cup with this national team. By the way, U.S. Women's National Team trying for an unprecedented third World Cup it's in a row. Hard. Never been done, men's Never or women's. Been done. But she's going to be in a substitute capacity, and so a limited type of role. But there will be moments where I think she can come on and have magic, because when, with the ball at her feet, she is better than anybody the U.S. She's has. got a little Clint Dempsey. Yep, absolutely. She's a got some dog in her. You know, absolutely. A little toughness. Yep. De oh, she's, def she's definitely tough. It'll just be interesting to see when and how she is ultimately used in this in this moment with Vlad Kondonovsky, the, uh, the head coach. When is it right for her to come on the field? Because if it's a track meet or if there's space, that's not her game, and that's she right. will get exposed. But if the, if the U.S. has the ball and is looking for a moment of magic, she can come on. That's very and, much and, Clint Dempsey yeah, at the end. and she can... Uh, she can be she can be that hero and look she's always going to bring criticism and and uh you know people are going to have their say as to her when it comes to her opinions and who she is as a person but when it comes to her actual playing ability she's right up there i will say that if i had two lists to your point about mia ham i think mia ham would be at the top when it comes to both the soccer and the transcending the game yeah. when it comes to soccer i'm not sure where megan would be like in my top five but I know that she would certainly be in the most influential when it comes to the things that she has done. And like I said, how she has transcended the sport. Give me one name the next couple of years for a casual with our United States men's national team. One name. We know Weston McKinney. We know Pulisic. Sure. We know Gio Reyna. Matt Turner's now a guy. Give me a name. 
right, so for the women, Trinity Rodman, uh, you might recognize that name. So she might be a big star come this uh, summer, as will Sophia Smith. Uh, when it comes uh, for the men, Brandon Vasquez, we have seen him come on the field here in this Gold Cup in a substitute capacity. Like to see him start. Now was not big. on the men's national team. No, he was not called into the uh, the World Cup, so he's getting his moment right now. He is a much more traditional type of nine striker, and this is desperation time for the U.S. Flo Balagoon, I, you know, I know a lot of people are going to talk to him because he has come on the scene and he's got an incredible pedigree scoring over in Europe, but still only a couple games with he's the only U.S. How old is he? Very young. These are these are like early twenty types of uh, types of guys. He's for, the for guy J Mac is all fired up about. Yeah, and you should be. We've had so many forwards that we've thought would be the guy. Josie Altidore. Now we have like a glut. I mean, Pep. I like Pepe a lot. I Pepe. know you like it. For Jesus Ferrer is on Ferreira. fire right now. We've got so many forwards. It's almost like you know an embarrassment of riches. Can we say that about U.S. soccer? I I don't know if the riches yet have gone and been uh, you know been looked at to justify whether they actually are riches. It could be uh, you know cubic zirconia or whatever the hell it is. But <laughs> but but right now they look pretty. Yeah. Right now they look like diamonds. We just hope that once they are authenticated, that they continue to give us what we need. Concacaf Gold Cup semifinal USA Panama tonight, seven Eastern on FS1. He's our friend. He is always, always welcome on our show. My friend, good seeing you again, Alexi Lawless. It's the herd. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 